So today we're going to be hearing from our beautiful Sarah Jackson. Um, and I just wanted to pray over this time together, and then Sarah will take it from there. So let's go ahead and pray over this time. So Lord, we just pray that you open our hearts and prepare us to hear from you as we discover um, what it is that you have in store for us to hear from Sarah. And God, we're here in this space just to be in tune to your presence. And Lord, I just pray that you'll captivate our hearts and that we will um, be one in you and one with one another. Allow this space to be a sacred space, to be a space where we are safe to share, where we can connect, and we can hear from your word. And Lord, I just pray all this in your holy name. Amen. All right, Sarah Jackson. Great. I was, I was going to get an email address from the church, and I requested the other Sarah Jackson, and they turned me down. So... It's fine. Um, I'm really so excited to be up here talking to you guys today, um, and not just because it's hard to sit in these pants, but it is. That's one of the reasons. I Here's what happened. <laughs> My husband is, he's like a finance guy, but he's sort of a hobby economist. So like two months ago, he told me that there was going to be a candy shortage. And so I went out and bought all this candy. <laughs> and he also gave me a list of other things, but all I heard was candy shortage. So it's like tampons. We're like in a, and I was like, I have to get the chocolate. It's an emergency. So the last month, I've been like preparing for the apocalypse. <laughs> and by the time it comes, I won't even want a mini Snickers. It'll be fine. Um, okay. So let's see. I wanted to talk a little bit about the background of our group um, because we first started this group because we wanted a space where we could give ourselves a minute to dive deep in these topics, to sort of water the different sections of our souls as moms. So every semester, we're trying to, ha we're trying to talk about parenting and marriage and mental health and our personal spiritual development, and something things that are going on out in the world. And we're looking at it all through the lens of our faith. And no one person is an expert on all those things, so we're bringing people in every time to talk to us. And <clears throat> I was thinking over the summer, like, we've been doing this, now this will be year five. Do we have more to learn? And I was thinking about this book that my kids were gifted uh, several months back. I, they were gifted this box of books, and I like shelved them all and then forgot about them. My two-year-old pulled one out off the shelf at nap time recently, and it was beautifully illustrated, and I had never heard of it before. It, it looked like the story of like a grandma and her granddaughter, so I started reading it to him. And just as the pages turned, I just was more and more horrified at the plot line in this book. It was like, the grandma and the grand granddaughter go skinny dipping, and then, the, and then the grandma starts forgetting things. And then she puts a lit cigarette in her pocket, and it's beautiful illustrations of the lit cigarette. 
and the granddaughter has to pull it out and save her. And then the grandpa like locks her in the house because, and she's crying. It's like crazy. And so at the end, the grandma is like nonverbal. She's in a nursing home and the granddaughter visits her. And I was just like, what is happening? So obviously I changed the like words. And then I think the grandma's going to go to sleep. And you should go to sleep for your nap. I, um, so I will admit, I was pretty judgmental about this book at first. I'm just not going to read it to my kids again. But I was thinking, and in 1988 when this book was published, that was cutting edge information on how to talk to your kids about Alzheimer's. And I think that, you know, in our Bibles, we can find timeless, non-negotiable truth to teach our children. But when you get into the nuance of parenting and marriage and growing spiritually, there are new things that we're learning as we learn more about the brain, how our brains are wired, and um, best practices in, relationally. We can learn and grow, and there's still more stuff to learn. So I'm just really thankful for this group that we have the space and the privilege to be able to sit here on a Thursday morning and learn together. So thank you so much for joining this group, girls. Um, so I put this in about six-point font to give myself a test. Um, okay, so I, like three years ago, we started the semester with a talk about being a fun mom. And it was really, it was really fun. We got a lot of feedback and questions about it after the fact. And so I thought it would be a good idea in the spirit of this whole continuing to grow and learn, revisiting that topic and, and adding some things, answering some of the questions that came up. Um, so first of all, if you weren't here three years ago when we talked about it, we were kind of talking about the importance and the value of infusing fun into your family culture and how it's not really about just having a great, fun, always like up family culture. It's about the connection and the relationship that can be established in that foundational um, thing that happens in play in childhood. So I feel like many of us in our kind of performance-based culture, we're like, that's a waste of time. I need to sign my kid up for everything, violin and Spanish, and I think they should play like two Olympic sports and always have a play date. And, and it's great that those are really good things, but your child needs you and you are uniquely equipped to connect with your child. And so we're just, um, I, it reminded me um, of Brennan Manning. I don't know if you're familiar with his story, but um, I shared this quote years ago when I first talked to you all about this, but I'm going to read it again because it's so beautiful. Um, in his final work, he recalled words from one of his sermons. Um, he, was, he was a Jesuit priest who, um, who had been raised in kind of a segment um, of faith where he had no idea that God was his father. So when he started to read scripture and really realize that that is who 
God is and wants to be to him, um, it was revolutionary for him. So here's what he said. The central revelation of Jesus in the New Testament is that God is Abba, Daddy. Do you believe that the God of Jesus loves you beyond worthiness and unworthiness, beyond fidelity and infidelity, that he loves you in the morning sun and in the evening rain, that he loves you when your intellect denies it, your emotions refuse it, your whole being rejects it? Do you believe that God loves without condition or reservation and loves you this moment as you are and not as you should be? Psalms 18:19 says, He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. And if you take nothing else away from today, just please know that that's how God sees you. Um, your view of God comes out in your parenting. And the way that you were parented comes out in your parenting, for better or worse. And so we, we really need to be rooted and understand that God is, he loves us, accepts us exactly how we are in this moment, and we don't have to change at all for him to love us fully. And so when that comes through in our parenting to our children, they're so much more able to accept that that's how God views them. And if you had a difficult childhood and your parents were not giving you that message, then you have the difficult task of changing that story and rewriting that. But we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So God's relationship to us is described throughout the Bible in parent-child terms. Um, And his first priority with us is always relationship with him. Everything else, obedience, behavior, um, living out your calling, all naturally builds on the foundation of the relationship. So children care in proportion to how much they're connected. So connection with our kids is the absolute foundation, relationship with your kids. Um, And so it's not frivolous to talk about ways to connect with your child because that is going to uh, impact your your ability to speak into their life when you need to correct them and when you are um, helping them to figure out who God made them to be. So um, it's easier to forge connection with young children through fun. Okay, so it's they want to be close to you. They want to experience playfulness. And so, um, and they really need laughter and fun for de- for development. Um, okay, so probably we've talked about the whole brain child a hundred million times. Um, but every positive experience you have, this is what they talk about in the whole brain child, every positive experience you have as a family is positive reinforcement for your child about what it means to be in a loving relationship. So they get a little dopamine um, release when they're experiencing these happy times with you. And that is actually building that strong neural pathway to understand what a healthy relationship and connection looks like. So there's there's biblical basis for this. There's scientific basis for this. Um, it is really worthy of your attention and your energy. And we're going to talk about ways to make it really easy and low maintenance to kind of build your family culture even more so like this. So... Um, And then just anybody who has a zero to three-year-old knows that um, they are right brain dominant. And um, if you see, like we talk about like the brain and there's like the lizard brain, 
down here and then like when they're when they lose it it's like they flip their lid literally you know all of this like brain science um so so if you want to teach your zero to three-year-old something that's logical um you have to engage their right brain first before they can before they can actually move into the logic like it makes sense that you should be in your seatbelt right now i know you want to do it yourself but we already tried that for 15 minutes um, so getting more upset doesn't work. I already experimented with that. <laughs> and it doesn't help them engage their brain at all. Um, okay, so where do we begin? It's defined differently for every parent-child relationship, not only every family, but every parent-child relationship. So you are cast perfectly in the role as your child's mother. Uh, God planned that. And so any of these ideas that you hear from me today are ideas. We're brainstorming. You do not have to feel any pressure to implement these at your home. I'm hoping that it ignites this creativity in your brain that you naturally were gifted with because God designed you to be their mom. Um, so um, this, this verse, on that note, this verse has been ringing in my mind and heart all summer. Okay, so it says, because of our faith, he has brought us into this place of highest privilege where we now stand. And listen to this part. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to actually becoming all that God has had in mind for us to be. We confidently and joyfully look forward to actually becoming all that God has had in mind for us to be. That's Romans 5.2, and it's in the Living Bible Translation. And I just love that language because it's so hopeful. Um, when you have messed up, as a mom, you have yelled at your kids or let them watch TV all day and then fed them frozen pizza. I have done that before. Um, I, that is not who I am. That's not who God made me to be as their mom. And he is, I'm becoming. And he wasn't like, oh, shoot, she had a baby. It's too late. She didn't become that person yet. I'm, he is making you into the mom that you are supposed to be for them. So I want everyone to just like, Shame off, shoulders back. We're just talking about growth here. Okay, so where do we begin? Um, number one, if you're going to try and create this culture in your family and grow it, maybe you already have a fun culture in your family and you resonate really well with this, and then maybe, you're, or you're on the other side where you're like, this is kind of a waste of time. I don't have time for this. And um, wherever you are on that spectrum, we're just kind of looking to grow from there. So um, become mindful of the ways you're already doing this. And we're going to talk about specifics in a minute, but this is kind of just the foundations. Um, ask, ask God to show you what this could look like for your family. Um, uh, take note of what is fun for the whole family. If you come to the end of an activity or a day, you're like, wow, that was great. We loved that hike or that time in the pool or whatever. Like those, those are things to note mentally and kind of build on, build around those things that are fun for each of you. Um, strategize with your spouse. So this is really big. We talked about this last time and a lot of questions came up like, my husband doesn't want to do this because it's lame. I don't, I, I, he doesn't want to, waste the mental energy or the time that he has off from his job or the money or um, he doesn't want to feel silly participating in these things. Um, 
so that that was a real problem for some women, and um, I think that some of those have been issues for, like, in my home with my husband and I, where he's like, how much are we spending at Disney or whatever? You know, like, those things. <laughs> he, um, and it's just limitless, right? There's no, there's no price cap, right, girls? Um, uh, no, there's a limit. Um, so, but I'm going to talk, okay, so I, I know that money is a concern for, like, okay, so we're not just going to, like, endlessly spend money, throw money at this, like, trying to have fun. It's not actually about spending any money. It's about the connection, like we said. So really simple everyday things. We can infuse this kind of culture and of connection and fun into your family. And I'll talk specifics with you. Um, but also, you know, if, if he has a hesitation because he doesn't really understand like why this would even matter, I, I think it's a good idea to um, offer him maybe some education on it if he's open to reading a book. Like, I have a few books to recommend, some articles if he doesn't want to read a whole book, um, this podcast if he doesn't want to even read anything. Um, I, I think that, you know, people want to be good parents, obviously. And if they, if they know better, they want to do better. So, so it's not anything. It's just, it's just that people might not know. Um, so let me know if you have any of those kind of questions, and I would be happy to help you um, think of ideas on how to connect with your spouse about this. Um, and then, let's see, um, swap ideas with your friends. We're going to have a chance to do this a little bit later. We're going to actually have time to swap ideas once I've kind of got your imaginations going and um, make it a sustainable and, again, affordable. So I have some inexpensive ideas. Um, let's see, I can give you an idea. Like the other night, I, we often do like theme meals because I already have like a captive audience for my family. They have to eat. So I'm like, okay, this is a great, I have to feed them anyway. So I'm just going to like do a fun food thing. And so I was like, I feel like doing something fun. Um, I had, I saw this thing online where someone did like a mound of mashed potatoes to look like a mountain and then they did like, um, like roasted broccoli like for trees and then did, and <laughs> did somebody else see this too? Yeah, okay, and we did it the other night and then gravy for the lava and then, and then dino chicken nuggets are the dinosaurs. It was not very good. But the kids loved it. I was like, I feel gross I, after I ate that. Um, it could have been the candy. I don't know. Um, but so all I did was stuff I had around the house. Literally, I bought like a bag of potatoes and some gravy, um, which that's a whole nother. Um, so I used my daughter's like toy dinosaurs that she has a million of and like decorated the dining room with them and put on the Jurassic Park theme music and set them up and I'm like, let's have Jurassic Park night. And of course my kids won't watch Jurassic Park because they're chickens. I'm like, um, <laughs> no, literally I have been like, how old are they gonna be before I can show them Jurassic Park? <laughs> um, something to look forward to. So, so that's something super cheap did not taste great, but my kids loved it, and it was like, we can have a healthy meal the next day. Um, so so it's, 
it's, you'll know if you're on the right track with this if you're prioritizing the relationship, okay? So um, it's not about the thing. It's about just the effort, kind of, and the connection. We, my daughter was at a little Bible study that she goes to. She's in fourth grade. And they had to go around and say something they liked about their mom um, at the beginning of it. It was like a mom and daughter thing. And she said that she likes how I play American Girl dolls with her. And I never play American Girl dolls. I have done it like a handful of times. And that was a real wake-up call to me that like this is really valuable time. It's like if I was investing, this would be like a high this would be like a really valuable investment of time because like 15 minutes here and there is really memorable to her. Um, She likes it when the characters are funny, when the dolls are like funny. So we like make a funny plot line, but we hardly ever do it. So hearing her say that was really like a wake up call to me. Um, But so think about the things that are like high, like value investments. Um, with your time with your kids. Okay, so number two, you'll you'll know you're on the right track. Um, if you are on the lookout for ways to transform everyday tasks and training into times to connect and build memories. So we do this a lot with chores. I mean, when the kids were younger, we had like, you know those like Montessori scarves that we're all supposed to have? Um, we like tie them, we tied them into a cape and they're like, running around, we're like, the cleaning crews here is super cleaners, and we would, like, pretend to be, like, superheroes that came to, like, rescue this, like, dump house that, from, from all of the, the dirty villains or whatever that messed it up, and so, I mean, like, turning these kind of things, like, my kids need to learn how to clean a toilet, but there is, there is like ways that actually you can transform those things that you have to do for your kids into connection relationship moments and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but i think if if it becomes um this this idea of creating habits of like a habit um to think differently about things that you're doing with your children becomes kind of second nature and it becomes easier and less work and less um, like less like brain space that it's taking up. You just like think of it at one time, and then you're kind of like in a rhythm of trying to be creative with your with your family, with your parenting. Number three, if you're harnessing your creative energy to see life through your child's eyes and wholeheartedly pursuing connection with your child. So, that, um, I mean, kind of like I was just saying, like it's it's really just every bit of creativity that you have you can pour out for five minutes to try and figure out how you could make this meal fun or this drive to Denver fun. Or um, or you could look on the internet, literally, because somebody else has already thought of it. And you could just check out what they've done. That's, that's really easy, and I do that a ton. Um, okay, so, it, and then the bottom line is, it's, again, it's not about the thing, it's about the effort, it's about staying present with your child, which I feel like if you have, like, envisioned this, like, Pinterest mastermind, then, like, if it doesn't turn out that way, then it's, you're not going to be present. You're like, hold on, this sandwich bunny ear is supposed to be like this. Okay, now you can look at it. It's like, that's not, the kids won't care, that's not the point. And so um, try and hold it loosely, like, your plan. Um, okay, so a fun mom... This whole idea of fun mom 
It's not being disingenuous. So don't sign yourself up for something that you hate. Like, um, you know, like, I mean, it really has to be something that you're enjoying at some level too, or it's really going to be a drag and it's, and your kids will be able to tell because they're little detectives. Um, and you're not blind to the problems of the world. I really believe that seeking fun in your family is subversive to the, the fear and the anxiety that can come from living in this world, from scrolling the headlines. Um, I really believe that it is an act of faith to think about these things because it shows that you're trusting God, that he has got it, and that and um, Jesus tells us, take heart, I've overcome the world. So I don't think that it's not being blind to the problems of the world, but it's choosing to trust and be where you, where God has placed you with these children. Um, so, and, and also like, they're not, I mean, trouble will find your family. You don't have to go looking for it. So you don't have to like prep your kids, like, um, talking about negative things or, I don't think any of you are doing that, but it, it, I mean, in the last two and a half years, negative things have come up once or twice, right? Um, I, but I think that choosing joy, choosing to stay present with them is, is truly an act of faith, and it's what God wants us to be doing with our children. Okay, so I want to talk about some ideas. I'm going to go over just some, I'm going to try and spark your imagination. And then you guys can take notes on your phone if you want, if you like any of these ideas. And also, um, then I'm going to give you time to talk with your table. And we're going to practice this whole trading ideas thing. Um, because I learn a ton from my friends. Once we started having these conversations, I feel like I've learned a ton from the people around me. Okay, so uh, themes, Jurassic Park. That was, that was fun, not delicious. Taco night is delicious, and we, like, go all out. I have, like, now it's getting ridiculous. We have, like, um, Taco Tuesday, like, a tablecloth that we get out, and we have, like, a sombrero. We have, like, a scoreboard. I have this, like, crummy little, like, chalkboard that I just, like, keep in my dining room in this, like, kind of, like, nice like buffet thing and I keep all these like kind of like toys in it for for meal stuff but it's like I have this chalkboard where I write like a welcome message to the kids on the first day of school or like um I'll we keep score on taco night it's always kids against adults and the adults have never won um and you get to wear the sombrero if you win um and so we have we have like a whole thing and uh a Spotify station for it. Anyway, um, so we do a lot of themes. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive, like we talked about before. I mean, the other night, I was really feeling like we had no freezer space, and I pulled all of these random things out of the freezer and made, like, around-the-world night. And... <laughs> So we put on like this different music and um, my friend taught me, she does, um, she has like a globe and she'll spin it and then the kids have to like put their finger and then that is like what they're, they're going to have that meal for their around the world night that, that week. And I'm like intimidated. I've never told my kids about that. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to make Thai food. No, actually one soup. I have one soup. Um, but 
Okay, so there's that. that um, I like this multi-course idea. I haven't actually tried this yet, but like she gives her kids chopsticks, and that's like their like flag that they're ready for their next course. So she has like this is when her husband's like working nights or whatever, and so it's just her and her kids at home, and she'll like make them like different courses. But like one of the courses could be like carrot sticks, and so they have to finish all their carrot sticks before they can raise their flag again for their next course. And you don't want to get behind in the courses either. So it kind of like you can like weight it on the heavy, the healthy food at the beginning. Um, yeah. And so that's a fun idea. Um, I feel, I mean, I feel like food is so New Life Downtown, right? Like we're gathering around the table. Um, but I do feel like it's, it's a captive audience that you've got a way to connect. We always do, um, peach and pit at the dinner table which is like, you know, your high and low of the day, mountain valley, whatever you want to call it. And we always do that kind of um, between, like, our two-year-old, like, climbing down from his chair and throwing his broccoli or whatever. Um, but, like, we try and connect in those ways conversationally with our kids. Um, I, if your kids are school age or they go to, they go to daycare, preschool, school, um, I really think school lunches are a good way to stay kind of tethered to your child throughout the day. And so I try and do, I do not try and do like a sandwich that looks like Paddington Bear or something, okay? Do you see these people on Pinterest? I'm like, no, I can't do that. But I will do, um, cut their sandwich into a little shape. I don't know. I do like themes where like for Christmas, I do like all red and green things in their lunch or cut their sandwich into a Christmas tree or whatever. Or I, um, there's little Bible verse cards or joke cards that you can buy really simply on Amazon and throw that in your kid's lunch. Um, I try and I write a joke on their banana a lot. Um, only one of my kids eats bananas though, so only one of them gets that. Um, so I think um, also adventure on the go meals are really fun for kids for some reason. So I have these little like meal prep containers that are supposed to be for like bodybuilders, but I use them for my kids for like in the car and I'll meal prep like the night before if we're going to the museum in Denver the next morning or something. And they love, they feel so luxurious having their like muffin in this, in all their little thing in the car. And it's like really exciting. I don't know why, but they just love it so much. Um, taking your family out into the world to do something fun. Now, this is, your husband has to be on board for this. I guess you could do it without him if he's not into it. Um, but, like, we'll do, like, a $5 dollar store challenge where, like, you draw someone's name out of the hat in the family, and then you have your person that you're shopping for. Everybody has 10 minutes to find five things that that person would love and you meet at the register, and obviously, like, a parent stays with a child because it's the dollar store. Um, uh, so hiking, super fun Colorado thing sometimes if your kids are walking. Um, and I think, like, a lot of snack breaks. I mean, everybody pretty much has their hiking stuff figured out here, so I'm not going to even tell you. Um, okay, at-home playing, like, that's not the meal. Like, the other day, got the candy out. And we played trick or treat. Um, so like the kids dressed up and 
all the like like the back door and the front door and the side door, all the different doors in the house, we like would go around and they would go around the house trick-or-treating around our house. And then my husband and I would be like different characters when we greeted them at the door, like, hello, what are you, little boy? And like, or like we had like an accent. Um, and so we did that. They went around the house twice and they got so much candy. And my two-year-old did not sleep that night, <laughs> literally. It was so bad. But next time, I will know better. I will do something differently. Um, a couple weeks ago, we, we stayed home from church um, and played church at home, which was kind of fun, um, very COVID-ish of us. Um, but it was kind of fun. Um, we talked about this years ago when we did this, but um, a surprise pajama night with your family friends, like you can plan it with the other parents and they put their kids in the car with their jammies, they don't know what they're doing. And like an hour before bedtime, you they come over for a surprise play date and everybody's in their jammies and then it's time to go to bed. Or you could do two hours and let them like play and eat popcorn and watch a movie or something. Um, <clears throat> I also try and do special occasion fun stuff and I know everybody has their own traditions, so do not, um, I bet your traditions are amazing. I'm just gonna like give you some ideas. Um, we, for Christmas, I've started doing a scavenger hunt, like a letter from Santa, like, um, like no presents are under the tree. And the kids are like, but it's like a letter from Santa and it like leads them on a scavenger hunt to find a gift each all the way, all around the house. And um, it's, it's like, that's kind of fun. Um, first day of school, last day of school, if you have school-age kids, I think you can make those really fun. Like um, the first day of school, two years ago, we did like a cruise menu. So I like just really quickly, this is not a lot of work. I did not go to the store for this. I just like wrote up all the things I had for breakfast in categories. And then the, the girls, I slipped it under their door, like on a cruise ship, and then they like, circle the things they want and they slip it back and their breakfast was like waiting for them upstairs when they got upstairs that morning. It was like nothing special that they were eating, but it was just the act of the thoughtfulness of it that they really enjoyed. Um, this year we, we did like a dance party, like camp, like vibe where we had like a buffet going and like music blasting and like welcome back to school signs and stuff. And it was not anything like I had all this stuff. So it's, I'm not saying that you should like go out and spend a fortune on this stuff. It's just kind of what we had. I had like, oh, I have like waffles and fruit and I have this like sausage that I need to use. So I just like set it all up. And so the kids really enjoyed that. And I, I really believe it's because they felt seen and they felt like we like we were taking the time to celebrate this milestone for them. And um, yeah, I just I just think that is we can't really overestimate how special that is for them and how much we won't regret doing that. Um, okay, so I want to give you all a minute to talk about this with your table. Uh, to swap ideas. Maybe you're thinking like, oh, will we do something even more fun on Christmas morning and share it with your table. Um, and then we're going to come back for a Q&A time um, in a, just about like 15 minutes.
So you can get more food, have some donuts and coffee, and um, we'll come back in like 15 minutes and do some Q&A. All right, ladies, is everybody pumped up? I hope that you had a lot of ideas that you're able to share with one another. We wanted to just give everybody like, we'll talk for like 10 minutes um, doing Q&A, or you could share some of the great ideas that you have, that you've done with your family or you learned from someone at your table. So if anybody has anything to add or ask, let us know. Um, can you go over the, just to review, like the child's brain science part of zero to three, what, what is their brain doing, and then the connections and all of that different science stuff? Like, yes. yes, okay, so so basically, like, like, the brain, like the, the brain science that's come out has like shown that kids, like if you think of this as like the, the like core of their brain, like their basic needs need to be met and they're, they're like kind of like animal instinct type of things. And then all of the like logic and reason and everything is like here, going over it. If, if your child is becoming like agitated or tantruming or whatever, their, their like logical part of their brain is like completely disengaged. And they call it like flipping your lid. And that's like literally like the, the top part of your brain that, that is in charge of all of that stuff is like completely disengaged. So they're operating out of this like kind of like animal instinct stuff so like you can't talk to them they can't understand you in that moment so um so connection so connection and allowing them to like calm down before you try and have any kind of like a reasoning conversation is like the key to like re-engaging that part of their brain and the and one way that the researchers have has, have said is to re-engage that brain brain is like through fun, interactive play, like get down on the floor next to them, um, not forcing them to do anything in that moment until they're ready to, till they're, but like you can see in your child when they, when their brain is literally just not working, they're not themselves. And so it's just kind of like about reconnecting. Yeah, I know, I know. Someone, someone cut me off in traffic and like, no. Not really. I've gotten better. How, hi. How do you balance the fun dinners or whatever with the messes that they make? Because my daughter like always has ideas of what she wants to do, and then she's got all these ingredients, and I'm like, no, I'm not here for this. So how do you, like, you said, I don't know, what would you say to that? Well, that's kind of why I try and be the leader in it. I, like, try and, like, plan it. Often my kids will be like, oh, I just read this American Girl doll book and here is like these easy four-hour base like biscuits that you can make from scratch that they made like back in like the colonial times. And I'm like, I don't think we have that stuff. But then, <laughs> but then <laughs> I don't have any flour. I don't think so. Uh, that was from colonial times. Um, no, I... <laughs> I try and kind of lead it, and that's one of the reasons. And I also will have them participate in the cleanup um, from that. 
But like when we sometimes we'll have like Italian pizza night, like and we we all wear aprons and we like put on the music and I have like the ingredients on the table and like it's not that big of a mess actually, um, and, but it's like something that they made. Uh, so I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Radish Kids. Has anybody heard of that ever? Um, so it's actually, it's, it's not horribly expensive, but it's like just an idea, even if you want to tell like friends or family is like gift idea for kids. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I'm really trying to switch gears with my kids about like for family members, like, Hey, we'd rather have experiences instead of stuff because they have so much stuff. Like I'm sick of all the stuff. So the Radish Kids, it's, I think it's just radishkidsco.com or even if you just Google Radish Kids, I think it has two D's in it. Um, and this might be for like, I think we started doing it when our, our oldest was like three or four with, with assistance, but it comes with a subscription. They get an apron, they get a little patch for every meal that they make. And it comes with, it's like, it's really simple. And a lot of it is stuff that you might already have. And it gives you a grocery list. It has table talk ideas. It has an activity and it's themed. Like the first one we did was like French food, so she made like a Cobb salad, a croque monsieur sandwich, and eclairs. And it was in like, my husband and I learned a lot from it, like our culinary skills. And we, you get to keep them, right? So we're like, oh, maybe someday we'll come back to it. But it was really, really fun. And like, it's, it's stuff that they got to be involved in. So along with the meal thing, if you're just like, I have no ideas and I don't even know what I'm doing, like, there's the radish. And you get it, it, like a box comes every month and it comes with the utensil too. So like little kid sized spatulas and whisks. And so it was, it's that a lot of fun. That is so cute. We loved it. I, I love these kit things. And I do try and tell, like we were just talking about um, experience gifts and I just, I try and prep my kids ahead of time. Like being together here is the gift. Like we don't need to buy something from the gift shop. Or like like pre I don't know about your kids but mine always are like oh there's something for sale I should buy it, um, but I I just am trying to train them that like the, that time together is a gift, so the experience is the gift, but we're working on it. Okay, Enneagram Seven, Nine coming at you. Um, speak to like a super basic level of connection that works when you're not feeling spontaneous and fun and like let's let's do this um when it's harder to connect with your kid because they've been fighting with you for a while what is like base level let's connect you know does that make sense well i think when i feel like low energy or my kids have been fighting actually my kids were fighting last night and I put them both in water they both took a bath in and then um like reading or like sitting like snuggling reading like bring it down um if you want like a um like a no kind of like effort on your part type of thing like if you want to connect with your husband and just like talk at the end of the day one idea that we did when our kids were a little bit younger was we would like um, we would play like celebrity, like they would go and dress up and we would be talking on the couch and then they would come and we'd be like, oh, it's the real Anna. Can we take our picture with you? And then we would like take our picture and we would like, can I get your autograph? And they would like sign their invisible autograph on my hand. And then they would go and it would take them so long to change into the next costume. <laughs> so then we'd have a little time to talk 
And then, and then, yeah. So like, I like those like no work on my part things that are. My friend does um, like nature scavenger hunts for her kids, and I like never did that. But I guess a lot of people do that, and I never. They'd be like, okay, you need to find a round rock. Look and look and look in the garden. And so I, I don't do that. But I know that there's some like little lists of that. I don't know what age your kid is, um, or if this applies to anyone, but my wild child's, but I have a three month old. And so my energy is very low a lot of the time. Um, so one thing I do, uh, if I have low energy and I want my three year old to have connection, I will get on the floor and like do stretches and he can like crawl on top of me. He can somersault next to me, can stretch on the floor next to me. He thinks it's hilarious to like climb on top of mom. And sometimes it actually feels good. It feels like on my back. <laughs> Sometimes it hurts, but you know, about 50% of the time I'm like, Oh, why don't you climb on that spot again, buddy? <laughs> so that's something that I do. You're saying like doing like a talent show. I think that's a good way to connect with like your spouse. Like, okay, you guys go practice and like come up with something really cool and put on your costumes. And then all you have to do is say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, introducing whoever it is, and then turn on a song. And then you just watch their song and clap for them. Okay, now go do the next one. And it really gives you so much time. All you have to do is sit on the couch like, <laughs> and watch it. But they think it's really fun that you're like watching them do something that they practiced really hard on. But it doesn't really take much effort at all. So. That's a great idea. And we, we sometimes will do like a verse. Like, at, like this is the verse and then you have to make up a skit that goes to act out like what this verse is trying to teach us or something. Or they act out like they're a podcast. <laughs> so. Just speaking toward the low energy, like, I think I give in to a lot of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not being creative enough as a mom or whatever. And so I have put aside the shame and Googled everything, <laughs> like Instagram and Google and just not, not being afraid to use that as a tool. Um, the Busy Toddler is an account I follow on Instagram that is fabulous. And then, um, everyone's <laughs> just practically speaking, um, mealtime is a really dramatic time for my kids. Like they want my attention and I'm trying to make food and I'm stressed. And so they're stressed. And so, um, planning the meals every week is an idea I got from her that has helped so much and just having it written. And then during nap time, doing the prep work has helped a ton. Sorry. Oh, and there's um, like eight or nine free museums in town that if you just need to get out of the house, you don't even like they direct themselves and get excited about things. It's great. So just Google it. That's a great, that's a great thing. I'll share as well because I know you have boys. <laughs> so my boys, they always um, like to interact with something like a fidget or something. And so when they were younger, getting them outside was like, thank you, Lord, for the sunny days, because please just go outside, you know, because I was just exhausted and tired and all the things, you know. Um, so going outside, we had like uh, bubbles on hand all the time. I didn't care if they spilled it outside, so they just took that out there. Um, chalk, like, go out and get creative, go do your thing. So I think that was 
my go-to, go outside and play. And there were, I have three boys, so they would go out together and they would sometimes fight, but they were outside. So, you know, I would keep an eye and make sure that they were safe, but you know, they were doing their own things so I could breathe and make a cup of tea or whatever. And then this is kind of funny. Um, so we would actually do tea parties as well. So my boy, they, they probably would be so embarrassed if I, they knew I was saying this, but that was really special to them. I would buy like just really fun little uh, special desserts and then have tea, and they would know that they would have to be calm and quiet in order to use the special teacups because they were real... You know, China, um, but they loved it. It was something they looked forward to, and they actually asked to do it uh, quite often. So, get them outside, let them get their energy out, and then tea time. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're raising little gentlemen. I have more of a comment, I guess. Um, I think we can look at social media and see this perception of other people's lives and think, oh, that looks so perfect my life needs to look like this. And I think, you know, Pinterest <laughs> can be inspiring, but also very frustrating. So I think I've come to a place of really kind of relaxing my expectations and really my standards in some ways so that I'm making it a more comfortable home for my kids. So I, I had to let go of like the beautiful yard concept because I have twin boys. <laughs> And they built, they build things out of the log pile and there are sticks sticking up out of the ground and weeds everywhere, you know. And I just kind of got to the point, I was like, you know what, I can be upset about this or I can just embrace that this is like their wild backyard and who am I trying to impress anyway? Um, so I think that sometimes that idea of like my home needs to look a certain way, my yard needs to look a certain way my Christmas cookies need to look a certain way. I've, I, I love to bake and decorate things, and I'm just like, you know what? This is their time to decorate. This is not my time to make a beautifully piped, you know, pumpkin cookie or whatever it is. Um, it's going to look like a, a whole thing of sprinkles got dumped on. <laughs> you know? But I think a lot of it's just kind of going, you know what? I can be a fun mom, but I can't be everything. So I can't have, like, this picture-perfect home and have, like, personally, me, I cannot have a picture-perfect home and have a fun place for my kids. <laughs> I, don't, I only have so much energy. <laughs> so um, just kind of a reminder of, you know, just your expectations and for the season of your life. Like, I know there's a season where I will be able to do some of this stuff, but right now is not that time. <laughs> so I love I wanna... that. It's given you permission to be gracious to yourself and recognize what can I give and be okay with that, you know, because we do go through seasons where we're exhausted and uh, I don't go on Facebook because that's just not a place that is good for me to go uh, because then uh, the comparing starts and that's just not healthy for our, our inner being because that's not who God has created us to be in order to pull out, pour out fully and lovingly to our kids. And you know your child. You know their needs. You know how God created them. You know what sparks their joy. And so you know them through and through. And what Sarah said earlier, that God has designed you specifically for your family unit. Um, and how that looks is going to look different from the next your next-door neighbor. And that's 
okay and that's actually really good because you're in tune with what works for your family and your children so live in that freedom continue in that freedom um i wanted to also address the um like low energy <laughs> ideas because uh, when my kids were like preschool age early elementary I went through some health stuff that left me with enough energy to stay on the couch all day and so I just for any um, energy level really tapping into the power of reading and let the book be fun so that like you don't have to bring the energy but just like reading funny fun picture books and then even when I didn't have the energy to read like listening to an audiobook with the kids like I think having a shared experience really made a difference for them and so even if they're listening to an audiobook and we're coloring or playing Legos or you know some kind of quiet busy hand activity like it could feel like we're, we're making a connection but it's not taking a lot of effort and then also if you have not tapped into the luxury that is children driving Hot Wheels cars on your back like don't don't miss that opportunity if it, um, you you have that in the home um, and then um, for like elementary age uh, one thing that was a big hit in our house is um, I'm generally like I love to cook and we try to eat healthy and however you interpret that for our family but um, one night I just was like we're having banana splits for dinner and they were just what? And that was a big hit, and they still talk about it in their like high school age now. So that is so cute. I love that. Um, and yeah, I agree, Monica. I agree that like literally, something has to give. If you're going to be spending energy doing one thing, you don't have energy for another thing. I got my car detailed yesterday, and my husband's always <laughs> like the guy. Like the detailer, like wants to quit his job. Like when he and he's like has to go sit on a beach and think about his decisions, like about his career choice after he details my car. It's fine. I am actually I've accepted it. Like you're saying with the backyard, I have accepted it. All right, ladies. Well, I'm going to pray for us, and then I think that um, we can stay in chat. I don't know what time. I don't have my watch. Oh, okay. We have like 10 minutes, so we're ending just a little bit early. Okay. Dear God, thank you so much for these women and, um, and their families. Lord, I pray that you will just um, help them to feel your absolute delight in them and over, over each of them and um, give them peace that they are doing a great job, that they, they showed up to learn something new today, God. And I pray that they will just feel inspired and filled up to pour out to their families when they go home. And I pray that the next two weeks they will just, um, just be able to marvel at your love for them and um, the joy and the fun that you want them to experience with their children. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, ladies. We'll see you next time.